Welcome to the 8 Billion Project, where we're on a mission to make an impact by discovering and sharing the purpose of every person on this planet. I'm your host, Lisa Florida. Enjoy today's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the 8 Billion Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Florida. And today I have a special guest. I have Katie Kaywood. Katie was born in Southeast Michigan and graduated from Michigan State University. She holds a bachelor's degree, bachelor of science, excuse me, degree in animal science. After graduating, she moved to Maryland in 2002 for a position at a horse farm. However, that position didn't pan out quickly after arriving there. Instead of going home to Michigan, she decided to make, to make excuse me, to go. She decided to make a go of it for her own un, in an unfamiliar state. She got a temp administrative job and within a few months was hired into her first human resource position as a, in, at a nonprofit. This led to a 12-year-long career in the field, handling everything from hiring to benefits to professional development for various government contractors in the D.C. metro area and obtaining multiple industry-recognized certifications. In 2015, when her employer was downsizing, she found herself with a choice, look for another HR job or go a different direction. And sure enough, shortly thereafter, she passed the Virginia real estate exam and began a new career in real estate that fall and hasn't looked back since. She serves buyers, sellers, investors, and renters in Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. area and is a go-to referral agent in her office for many other agents around the country because she focuses all her energy ensuring the best possible experience for her clients regardless of budget. Katie recently purchased her own home in the town of Percival, Percival, Virginia, that she shares with her two children, ages 12 and 9, and their 19-year-old cat and two goldfish. Welcome, Katie Kaywood, to the 8 Billion Podcast. Thanks for being on the show. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Oh, sorry about that. I think the audio went out for a second. No, I've been excited, actually, Katie. So a lot of people, um, if you guys want to know how I know Katie Kaywood, Uh, we are both in the mastermind together with Brandon T. Adams, and we are the only two ladies in that group with all men. Um, so yes. So it's been, it's been really fun. How have you, I happy new year. First of all, happy new year to you. (laughs) Okay. So let me, let me start with this. How did you, you know, for the most part, I see, you know, we're with each other every Monday, but how has, uh, the mastermind changed for you? Um, it, it kind of got me back on track to what I knew I needed to be doing in the first place with, um, my social media and, and video marketing presence. Um, I kind of, like a lot of us went into kind of survival mode during COVID and and before that I had been doing really well with it. Uh, and I just kind of stopped doing it for a while and, I knew with all, it was a whole bunch of change going on in my life with buying my house and everything. And I knew joining the mastermind group and would help me get back into my groove. Um, and so far it has. So nice. Take us back to, okay. As far as your real estate career goes, could you expand a little bit on that? I know that I, I read your bio, but could you tell us a little bit mm-hmm. more about your real estate career? Uh, Well, I got my Virginia real estate license in September of 2015, uh, and then in May of 2016, got my Maryland license, um, and then a few months later, about a year and a half later, so I got my, I went ahead and got my DC license. 
Okay. And is it, is it pretty common in your area? Cause I'm, I'm completely opposite coast of you. So I'm West coast. And in most cases, like, because California is so big, most of the, you know, we're, I'm licensed in the whole state of California, but I serve like probably right. four counties at most. Right. Um, for you in that area, is it common for a lot of real estate agents to have m- multiple state um, real estate licenses? Yes, uh, because the DC metro area tends to be so condensed and, and from, a, from a size standpoint, the District of Columbia itself is not that big. Uh, and there's one big uh, freeway that runs the entire circumference around the city that runs through Maryland and Virginia. Um, uh, the, the, the beltway is what everyone calls it. Um, so it, it's pretty common for a lot of, of agents to just kind of cross the bridge and or cross the, cross the river, the Potomac. It's like kind of slices right down the middle there uh, and, and serve clients on both sides. However, uh, a lot of the, my, my brokerage office is based in Fairfax, Virginia, uh, which is a, a fair distance from the Maryland border. Um, so a lot of the agents I know there are, are not licensed elsewhere. Um, so I am, and, and that serves to be a, a large part of my business is working on referral uh, in Maryland and DC. That's cool. Now, Really quick, I'm going to go to that referral-based business because mine also is um, a very high volume of referral-based business, and that's rare in in most cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, let me ask you, oh, how did you choose from going from HR industry into real estate? Um, my my real estate agent actually did. Um, I had my my husband at the time and I had just bought our home in Leesburg, Virginia. Um, and I got to be really good friends with my, uh, buyer's agent at the time. Her name was Debbie. Uh, she worked for the local Keller Williams office at the time. Uh, and when I, and we stayed pretty close friends after I bought my home with her, um, our, both of our daughters were riding ponies. So it was a a mutual friendship that way. Um, but she, when I told her all the troubles I was having with my career at the time, um, and kind of the crossroads I was at, she encouraged me to talk to her team leader at her office. His name was Rick. Uh, and he, and she said, you know, you really have the, the, the personality she felt to make a really great real estate agent. And honestly, the, the skill set I had from my HR career was remarkably similar to what I would need to do in real estate. So It's just now instead of a nine to five, Monday through Friday thing, it tends to be a little more spread out, but I get to make my own schedule now. And I'm, I'm dealing with, you know, major life events for people, which is exactly what I did in human resources before, just on a different, a, a different scale. So actually, that's interesting that you say that because I was part of the Keller Williams network before. And what was really neat about Keller Williams is that we would recruit other agents from other, uh, what do you call this? Other either brokerages and mm-hmm. even just people because of the Keller Williams, the, the way their system works. So it was really amazing. A lot of the great, the best training that I've ever had in as a real estate agent came from Keller Williams. I have to say that. It's, I have to say it's been, I've been with two different brokerage offices, but both were Keller Williams. Um, and the, the level of openness and, and sharing in the, the family camaraderie within Keller Williams is really impressive to me. And I think that's what drew me to Keller Williams to begin with and why I'm still there. And I, I can't really, I, I don't know if I would ever change 
umbrellas really. Yeah. They literally, I mean, we, cause we ended up uh, with Keller Williams, I think starting in 90, uh, not in 95, like 2005, but it was amazing because remember they started out in Texas first. That's where yes. like the headquarters yeah, the head is. And then, yeah. And then we flew over to Texas and we learned everything about their internal systems, but from beginning to end that Gary Keller and the whole, and his whole executive team wanted to make the best real estate company. And until this day, I really do feel like they've got, they've got it down everything from culture down to, you know, the way like they, they teach the agents how to operate and then the compensation mm -hmm. plans. It's just really, yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it's, it's been, um, it's been really amazing learning from such, you know, from legendary yeah. people you'd say in, uh, in the real estate industry. <laughs> I think, I think it's kind of like mandatory reading for, for all real estate agents, regardless of brokerage is the millionaire real estate agent book. Yes. Gary wrote and, and Gary and Jay wrote. So that I think I see more agents who've never been in Keller Williams at all, like ever. And they, they all have that book on their shelf for a reason. Yes, it's absolutely. And Bible. <laughs> yeah. And then another thing too, is my son was like, I want to learn about real estate investing. Right. And then he just went to Barnes and Nobles, came back with the blue book. And then I said, Hey, yep. you know, we have like 20 of those, right? Stacked away somewhere. He goes, what are you talking about? I said, yeah, because we came from Keller Williams. Yeah. Yeah. They, they literally wrote the book on, on how to be a successful agent, no matter where you are. Well, let me ask you, Katie. I mean, when I, when I met you, your, your, uh, history in, in real estate has been pretty impressive, especially for being five years. What do you love most mm -hmm. about about real estate? Handing first time buyers keys for yeah. the first time. Yeah. That, that is the, the biggest, the, I, I can't even properly describe for you the feeling that that gives me. And just knowing that I'm literally changing a life by handing them keys at the settlement table. Right. It's, it's so cool to watch. And I had an opportunity last, um, not last, not during COVID uh, year, but in 2019, um, handing keys to a buy a first time buyer, but uh, for a, a new townhouse in Maryland, and her whole family came to settlement. The whole family, her parents, her brothers and sisters, and they were from um, from Africa originally, so they're all immigrants. And this was the first time anyone in her family had ever owned a home. Wow! So they brought food. It was a party at, at settlement and, and her whole family basically was going to live there with her. So this was, this was literally their, their family home and, and seeing that generational change happen was just, it was remarkable. And the fact that they wanted to include me in the party and the, and then they had another uh, housewarming party at the home about a month later and, and they had me there and they stood me up in front of all the, the all of their family and friends to thank me. And I'm like, no, really, I just did my job. It's okay. <laughs> but that was, that was really moving for me and an experience I won't ever forget. You, you know, it's interesting that you say that because our, my real estate and the real, my real estate career started from my mother. And I was just on a podcast yesterday and he's like, what, you know, and we are, we are, I told him, I said, we're about an eight, 
80 to 90% referral based business. Yeah. And he's like, what makes you different? And I said, it's because of, it's because of how you treat the clients and it's the lives that you change. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. If, if I have, you know, in just doing my job, I mean, there, there are plenty of agents out there who just kind of go through their little checklist and they just check the boxes and just get and get the house sold or get the buyer in. But I like to think that I, I develop relationships with people and maintain those relationships. I actually care about every one of my clients. Yep. I want to, I want to know that their lives have improved or I like being involved and seeing how things change for them when they, when they start owning their own home and having that security. That's, I I don't know, that it makes me a, a a good, a good people person, I guess for, and I I consider myself rather introverted, but this is kind of like my, my outer thing. (laughs) Right (laughs) now. Okay. So the next question becomes, how did you build a referral-based business? Like, what was it? Because a lot of people say that is a very hard business to build, you know, and it, it takes many years. And granted, you have five years underneath your belt, but it's still a very difficult, you know, task yeah, to, to complete. It is. Um, it's, it started when I got my Maryland license um, in about six months after I got my Virginia license. Because uh, I, I had lived in Maryland before moving to Virginia for 12 years plus before moving to Virginia. Um, so a friend of mine who wanted to buy a house in Maryland asked me if I had my license there. I said, no, but they said they were willing to wait for me to get a license there because they wanted me to help them. They only wanted me to help them. So I <clears throat> did what anyone would do and, and hurried up and and studied and took my exam and a few months later we were out shopping for houses and and they bought with me and then they told their friends who told their friends and then the other agents in my office started hearing that I was licensed there and started working right away so they started and Maryland compared to where I live in northern Virginia is very close it's like I said it's right across the Potomac River so I can be in most places in suburban Maryland within an hour's drive of where I live um and so it's very common for buyers who might not be able to afford certain areas to try to cross the river and look in neighborhoods in Maryland because it would be more in some areas it's more affordable than northern Virginia but with the the excellent commuting you know area in the the metro system and everything it's as long as you're within a certain distance of where you're working it really doesn't matter what state you live in Right. Because this whole area is very kind of very tight. Um, so it's, yeah, it was really just making sure all of my friends knew uh, that I was licensed in Maryland and, and then conversely in Virginia, but then making sure all the agents in my office knew that I was licensed in Maryland. That, and once they, once, once one person uses you as a referral agent, they'll keep coming back to you over Got and over. It. So. And so that, so that became the reason why also that, that, w- that helped you leverage your real estate business was being able to and, be licensed. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and now all my friends who are Virginia agents, when they're scouring all the Facebook groups, looking for clients for themselves for referral, cause we do, there's a lot of, there's a lot of social media exchange of referrals for agents um, in different Facebook groups. So whenever they happen to see any other agent anywhere in the country, 
they're looking for their own referrals for Virginia mostly or West Virginia, but they, when they see something, someone asking for a Maryland agent, they start tagging me immediately and messaging that agent saying, Hey, I've got a great person for you. So not only are they sending me clients directly, but they're out there looking for me as well because I've taken great care of their, of their clients. Um, and we all just like to do the right thing for each other. So. Yeah. And would you say it's kind of like a knack or like a personality thing that you have to be able to, it does, it's, I, I feel that, that it's true. It's the ability to go over and beyond. And I said this in the podcast that I was at in yesterday. I mean, sometimes you can detail it out, but it is, it's like, you'll go through all of these things in order to, to get a transaction closed. Do you want to explain? Yeah. Maybe let me ask you, what's the craziest thing you ever did to I want people to see what it's like to be a real estate agent. Uh, I have chlorinated a well for a client before uh, in the middle of the night, get their house to sell. Um, they had done it a couple times themselves and we kept retesting the well water and it kept still testing uh, positive for bacteria. But so I spent a night out, uh, an evening out in my truck uh, with a hose running to the well and a bottle of bleach. Uh, chlorinating a well. And, and I sat out in my truck with my client. Uh, we were watching an episode of Handmaid's Tale waiting for the for the cycle to finish up. <laughs> and then, <clears throat> then we had to flush out the water in the house. And then the next uh, day or two later, when they tested again, it was fine. Oh, yeah. see? Okay. Yeah. I've had, we've moved, I've had, we've rented trucks and moved clients at night. We've, you know, we've packed them up and done things it's people will never realize the life of a real estate agent as glamorous as it seems right people would always ask me i, I used to drive an f-150 pickup truck and they're like well why do you drive that around for your clients i'm like absolutely i've moved mattresses and and all kinds of stuff in my truck i've rented u-haul trailers to move stuff for people um and uh, and with four, you need four wheel drive because in the wintertime, your client still wants to see houses in an ice storm, believe it or not. Yeah. You still have to go do that walkthrough when there's six inches of snow on the ground and you have to, and you have to get there. So <clears throat> yeah, know, that's, I, I always drive a vehicle with four wheel drive and, you know, <laughs> just get what you just have to get it done. You do. That's, that's the name of the game with real estate because no yeah. one else is going to get it done if you don't get it done. Yeah. I mean, shoveling sidewalks and stairs in the, in the snow. And, you know, there, there's not much we won't do for our clients. <clears throat> I'm an individual agent. I'm not on a team, so I can't rely on a bunch of other people to, to chip in and help me out all that often. Right. Um, I have a few people in different areas. If I called them up at the last minute, you know, like for some emergency junk hauling <laughs> from right. a listing, because the client moved out and left all their junk out in front of their townhouse. And yeah. And then, yeah. Had to get that taken care of. Um, yeah. and, and that's another thing. People will never know the extension of our networks between oh, yeah. contractors, between yes, mm -hmm. junk calling, between title yeah, level art. Well, we are, we're escrow, huh? Sometimes it's just a teenager you hire to yeah. remove junk, you know, and say, I'm going to give you if you can get rid of this today, like in the next two hours, you got 200 bucks in your pocket, dude, just, just take care of it. And it's amazing how fast it happens. 
Right. I mean, I, even for me too, I think we had, we had closed the escrow. I had, we were the listing agents and they had to be out and they had, they had so much stuff. I went to Home Depot. I hired some people. I was just like, we're cleaning this house from nine to five. And I just Mm -hmm. bought a bunch of trash bags and we did whatever we could. Yeah, yeah but I've, I've gotten angry from HOAs before saying your client left X, Y, and Z out front. They've got to get rid of it. And the client's out of state now. They're not even in the area. And so, so nagging them isn't going to do you any good, but you're the agent and it's your sign out front. So that's, that's the phone number they're going to call to complain. And you just got to take care of it. Yeah. Well, okay. Let me ask you, um, when we hit the pandemic, uh, real estate was, was okay in your area. Was real estate essential? Yes, it was. So you, you were able to work through. Yes. Okay, and it still continues to be. Yes. Oh, okay. So that didn't really hinder your 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 business. And initially, when there was the initial shutdown, um, obviously no one was doing anything. Uh, we weren't doing. No one was doing showings. It completely shut down open houses um, mm-hmm. and. It, it really tightened up, like, you know, only so many people allowed at settlement, you know, in a lot of times aren't even allowed at settlement still at different, yeah. different offices because they're trying to control how many people are in the room um, there. And there was a serious halt on, on my business, I know, and on, on a lot of other people's businesses that, that first 30 days in March, like between uh, mid-March when the shutdown in Virginia and this area happened, and like mid-April or so. And then yeah. I mean, started to pick back up um, where people were more comfortable wearing masks and social distancing and making sure that we're not bringing, you know, their brother and their three cousins and their bro- and their mom's dad's uncle's neighbor to their house showings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or to the final you know, walkthroughs. Yes. Uh, I, I, I was already comfortable doing... Um, like virtual walkthroughs, like on Skype or, you know, whatever video messaging or just video recording a walkthrough myself and sending people a video. Uh, I do have the occasional referral, like military folks who aren't, who aren't able to see or go shopping for their house until they move in. Like they're, they're out of country and they need to, they need to buy a new house where they're, where they're being um, stationed or where they're being transferred to. And I was already, I've already done that before. So this was really not all that different Yeah, doing it in the pandemic. But yeah. now that I was going through and doing some, some video tours um, for people so they wouldn't have to come to initial showings and it would kind of save them the effort of having to come out and see it and shop around. They would only come out if they, what they saw on the video looked good enough for them. Yes. And then very true. Then they would come and see it, say, yes, absolutely. And then we would, you know, write the offer. Or in some cases, they bought it clearly off of just off the video and they didn't even see it in person until they moved in after closing. Yeah, had a few of those too. Yeah, I did some new home sales in the beginning of this year. And yeah, everything was virtual. Everything was Zoom. Everyone was like, what's Zoom? And Zoom became like an overnight sensation. Man, if if only I had thought of, you know, stock in zoom back in March, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy because I, I think I even had someone that, uh, I guess when you start like a, either a Robin hood account and, or something like that, someone that I know ended up and you get one stock, they ended up getting zoom. So, I mean, that was pretty cool. I was like, you should have, you should have bought a bunch of those after, after they gave you that. 
But let me ask you, Katie, okay, now that we've done Mastermind, I've talked about your successful real estate career, and obviously people now know what uh, as real estate agents go through to close a deal. Um, mm. What does, what does 20, 2021 hold for you? Um, my, my goal for myself is to close 36 transactions this year. Uh, so that could be buy or sell side, uh, really doesn't matter. Um, I prefer to work with buyers. That's kind of my, my, that's my love language is working with buyers. I, I enjoy searching for properties for them and, and seeing their face light up when we walk into the one uh -huh. and getting their offer accepted and, and managing the home inspection process and, and, and everything else. I, I really enjoy that the whole job really. Um, and then handing people keys at the end is like my, my huge thing, but I do deal with sellers from time to time. Um, I have some, an investor partner that I work with that I help him buy and sell houses that he flips, um, and things like that. So my, my goal is to get 36 done this year. That would be the highest. If I manage to do that, will be the highest I've done in a year. Um, it's going to be very busy to get that done, uh, <laughs> but I, I know I can do it. And thanks to Wi-Fi and my car, my kids can come along and, and they're used to that whole, you know, mom's got to go show a house. Let's yeah. all hop in the car thing. So nothing new for them. They're, they're on board with, with helping mom out when, when needed. So. Right. Now, let me ask you, since you are taking a different approach than like probably most realtors in, in, in the mm -hmm. industry, you're going video content marketing. How has it been yes. for you to adjust to be in front of the camera? It's I, I, when I first started out in real estate, um, I actually started doing like little live Facebook live streams from open houses I would host, or I would do a quick little video or something of a property I was I was doing an open house for that that's a lot of how agents get started is uh, by hosting open houses for other agents listings. Um, so I was kind of already comfortable doing that. Um, and then a lot of my other agent friends saw me doing it so they started doing it. Um, and then I got to know Brandon last year, who really pushed me to keep to just do more not just the odd occasional one when you're doing an open house, but do it on the daily or as, as and it doesn't have to be necessarily real estate related. It just need, you need, you need to invite people into your life and get them invested in your life and see how, you know, see how you, you know, they, they hire you, people hire you, not, you know, I, I don't have a product to sell people necessarily like a tangible product. I'm not producing anything, but I'm selling myself and people will, will work with people they know, trust and love. And the only way for them to do that is to get to know you mm -hmm. and your life and get invested in that. And when they get to see how they're helping you supports you in your life, like this is my career. Every time someone buys and sells a house, then I can pay my mortgage, you know, and I can yeah. pay my car payment and do things for my kids. So it's, it's, it's kind of a, a full circle thing. So when you, people get to see, and, and the more they see you, the more you stay top of mind and video is king on social media. Yep. Um, it pops up of, of news feeds more often and people will sit and watch and like it, you know, then 
people will think whenever they hear anyone around them say, I need to buy, sell, rent, or whatever, they I want I want it to be a subconscious thing where they think of me and start, you know, handing handing that person my contact information. Right. So what are you most grateful for right now? Oh gosh. My clients. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I am because they're, they continue to refer me additional business. Um, they're friends and family. Um, some of them are, are repeat clients who bought and sold with me multiple times. Uh, the other agents, the really the, the, my family at Keller Williams in general, like I, I wouldn't have a business without them. Yep. Um, I'm not the agent who, does the used car salesman, you know, ads all the time. I'm not on doing radio ads and I'm not doing a lot of postcard mailers and things like that. I depend on, on other agents knowing me, liking me and trusting me with their, with their referrals and knowing that that they just give me, they don't have to think about it again. They're just, yep. they know I've got it. They're going to take care of it. They know I'm going to do right by their client and, and which is often a friend or family member. So I wouldn't have a business if it not for the other agents I know who, who, who care enough about me to send me their, to send me business and my, my past clients. Yeah, no, absolutely. That makes. Because I'm not from this area. I didn't grow up. So I didn't have, um, you know, a base of people to rely on initially, like friend, like the friends and family that you grew up with. Mm Mm-hmm start sending you business because they know you and they're related to you. Um, I, I started out in this region, you know, completely solo, not knowing a single soul. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll be eternally grateful for every, every referral I ever get going forward. Right. That makes, it, it makes the whole difference. It says so much about you though, Katie, it, it truly does. And I think the fact that I, I feel that way is part of why it's part of the motivation to treat people so well, other than the fact that I just care about making sure people are taken care of, um, Mm -hmm. that carried over in my HR career, because you deal with literally the very best and the very worst of times for people. And that's identical with real estate. You're dealing with people having babies and getting married and, you know, doing those happy things, but you're also dealing with downsizing due to various reasons like losing jobs or the death of someone, um, you know, or dealing with the sale of a home of someone who's passed. And, you know, you really do deal with the absolute widest gamut of, of life experience. Yes, you do. You have to be able to handle it, uh, no matter what the situation is. Um, but just caring about the people involved in the outcome is, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, right. every, it's everything. It is everything. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, okay, since this podcast is called 8 billion and, and mm. the premise and the, of it is really about talking to so many people, individuals who are willing to share their story about their purpose and passion in life with everything mm you've been up there, up to today with all the, in, in life, let's just say, and all the career changes, marriage, kids, and all that kind of stuff. And, and even just, let's just even say the life altering change 
across the world in 2020. What would, if you had some parting advice for 8 billion people per se, what would be something you'd say? Never give up. Um, it's okay when something bad happens to you to just kind of sit back and have a good cry and get it out of your system, but don't give up. Just keep trying. Something will happen if you just keep the whole, you know, keep swimming, just keep swimming thing. Mm -hmm. It's true. It's absolutely true. Um, as an independent woman, um, I've always found it difficult to reach out and ask for help sometimes. And I'm, I'm at 40, almost 42, still have that trouble from time to time. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm learning to, to, to just, you know, when in doubt, you know, just put it out there and say, I need help with X, Y, and Z. And now thanks to the, the beauty of social media nowadays, you know, you, you just put something out there and you get a whole bunch of comments of people willing to just jump in and help or just re recommend you to someone else, you know, and it's just, it's amazing to watch people, you know what you're going to get if you don't ask. Yeah. So ask for help. Just keep trying. Don't give up. And, you know, there, there, there's a million different reason uh, points in life where I could have just given up and thrown up my hands. And, you know, when my first job in this region didn't work out, I, I was here for a whole, you know, two weeks, but I could have given up and gone back to Michigan and, you know, said, oh, didn't work out and, and try to figure out what else to do with my life after graduating college. And, but I didn't, I stuck it out. And at one point I even lived in my car for about a week when I was waiting for an apartment to open up. And I had just started my temp job and I had nowhere else to go, but I was not driving all the way back to Michigan and saying I failed. Uh, so I, I, I slept in my car in a public parking garage for about a, almost a week. Um, and there, it, yeah, it was, that was a little bit scary. <laughs> Not going to lie. Wow, that is amazing. You, but, you, uh, this was before kids in, this is oh, before kids in marriage before. Yeah. This was long before that. It was right after high, right out of college. Yeah. See, but, uh, you have the mental and emotional determination to make it. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, and then having kids, of course, you, you just, you just switch, turn off the switch and you go into mom mode and you just do what you have to do. Yeah. You know, to get through and one way or another, you know, you're going to, you're, you know, you're going to end up on the other side of the sunrise. So it's it, the day time will continue to pass. The world really hasn't ended because your kid just, you know, soiled through three outfits and one diaper changing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Try to remember it's the sleep deprivation talking, um, you know, but it, it's okay. It's okay to have your moment to wallow but pick yourself back up and, and dry your eyes clean because you've got to adjust that crown and keep moving. Absolutely right. What an amazing way and advice actually um, for the audience. So Katie, thank you so much for sharing your time, your story, your wisdom, your experience. Um, it's It's been amazing having you on 8 Billion. I'd love to have you back again and, you know, 
uh, on this podcast. I definitely, absolutely, I absolutely had so much fun. So thank you, Katie Kaywood. Um, if there's anyone that would like to get a hold of you, either for your real estate services, could you could you share how they would be able to get a hold of you? Absolutely. Um, the easiest way to is just to email me uh, at katie.kaywood. That's k-a-t-i-e dot c-a-w-o-o-d at kw.com. Um, you can just Google search me, Katie Kaywood, and I will pop up, you know, in your Google search results. Um, and, and just search, you can search me on Facebook or Instagram. Awesome. So thank you so much, Katie, for the, for being on the 8 billion podcast. And I am wishing you a fabulous year of so much success. Thank you. You too. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If it's moved you in any way, please review and share your thoughts or text me your thoughts at 949-247-2800.